1: This is the Joe and Amber podcast.
0: One of my more professional moments here at ESPN radio, <laughs> encouraging men not to button their shirts all the way. And of course, James Steele decided to isolate that sound and replay it forevermore. So thank you for that, James. Joe don't Forma. want it out there.
2: And <laughs> don't say it on the radio. Listen,
0: I mean, we, say, we say all sorts of stuff. Well, isn't a fair point. We say all sorts of stuff on this radio. Joe Fortbaugh, Amber Wilson here, Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Find him at Joe Fortbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. We have been having some fun telling you why your team is not going to win the Super Bowl, and we are doing this with good teams, decent teams all around the league. It's not why the Houston Texans aren't going to win the Super Bowl right now. We've even given you why the Kansas City Chiefs won't. Let's give you a couple more today. Let's head to LA.
1: Why your team won't win the Super Bowl.
2: Oh no! We suck again. Oh,
1: again, again, again! With Joe and Amber. There's a chance we won't win. The Los Angeles Chargers.
0: The Chargers, Joe, a team, it's got a lot of talent. We all believe in that quarterback. But two new coordinators there for the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the D.C. probably won't matter so much because it's still Brandon Staley that calls those defensive plays in-game. But that O.C. is probably going to matter a whole lot, going from Joe Lombardi's system that had kind of grown stale here over the last couple years to now Kellen Moore's high-flying approach. Don't tell me why it's going to work, though. Tell me why it's not going to work, Joe.
2: Three reasons. Defense. Defense. Incompetence and Injuries, D.I.I., Defense, Incompetence, and Injuries. Defense number one, 23rd in opponent scoring last year, 29th in opponent yards per play. They didn't do a whole lot to address the defense. They spent the money on Herbert. They didn't spend a whole lot elsewhere. And by the way, like you said, Staley's in charge of the defense. So if the head coach's specialty is defense and his defense stinks, that's a problem. Number two, Injuries. This team always seems to get hurt. Keenan Allen's always hurt. Mike Williams is always hurt. Joey Bosa is always hurt. The safety from Florida State, whose name is slipping my mind, Derwin James, he is always hurt. These guys are always getting hurt. You got to stay healthy if you're going to compete for a Super Bowl. And then number three, incompetence. Just classic Chargers incompetence, finding ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. You led 27-0 in Jacksonville against the Jags in the first half last year, and you blew that game. I love that Staley's aggressive on fourth downs, but it's not about the analytics. It's about the execution. He makes a lot of good calls from an analytics standpoint, but not from an execution standpoint. So that's what they need to avoid. Defense needs to get better. They need to become less incompetent with their decision-making, and they've got to get more fortunate when it comes to their injury luck
0: yeah more fortunate they did draft an edge rusher in the second round to try to help some of that defensive depth but basically overall this is largely the same roster that we saw in 2022 and the problem with that is that the chargers blew a 27 point lead to Jacksonville, the third largest playoff collapse in NFL history, and that wasn't because of the Chargers' offense. So I am with you that defensively, this team still may have very significant problems, even though, again, a change there to Derek Ansley as he takes over as defensive coordinator. On the offensive side of the ball, this is a team... That ranked 39th among 40 qualifying quarterbacks in average depth of target last year. Do you know how insane that is when we're talking about Justin Herbert's arm? Mm -hmm. Like that is absolutely wild. So if this doesn't work, it's because it's too soon also for me. It's because Kellen Moore comes in. I think that this switch to Kellen Moore is so necessary. When you pull the advanced stats like this, it feels like to me there's only one way that we can go with all that talent that Justin Herbert has, but maybe it's too much too soon because now Justin Herbert has to learn an entirely new playbook. It's a very, very different system than the one that Joe Lombardi had in place. So I could see the Chargers just being... Not there yet. And if they're not there yet, it probably costs Brandon Staley his job.
2: Kellen Moore, at offensive coordinator, makes this team must watch every week. And if they are performing above what we saw last season on offense and Dallas is performing below what we saw last season, oh boy, is Mike McCarthy going to find himself into some trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> that will not, not bode well for Mike McCarthy. Joe and Amber presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at progressive.com. Also, of course, you can talk about the division. You can talk about the competition that they're facing. It's a team that each and every se- season, though, we look at this roster. We look at this quarterback. We say... They should be able to get it done. This should be a highly competitive team on paper. And it's the injuries, and then it's also sort of that ineptitude, that mismanaging thing, going forward on fourth, because the analytics tell you it'll be really interesting to see how much power Kellen Moore ends up possessing now that he's in place and how much of his voice Brandon Staley listens to. From an offensive perspective.
2: So that's the Chargers. Very thorough. Who else we got today? All
0: right. So the Seattle Seahawks are the next team. Tell me why the Seattle Seahawks will not be winning a Super Bowl.
2: Very intriguing team this season. Very intriguing team. Love what they're doing. Think they're better than last year. Made improvements on offense. Addressed a lot of concerns they had on defense, both through the draft and in free agency. That was the weak link last year. Now I know I'm selling you on why because yeah, I you're like these to tell guys. Me why this year. not? You're forgetting I know how to play I the like game. these guys this year. But if it's not going to happen, it's going to be a combination of some regression from Geno Smith. Not to knock him, but he was outstanding last year. Can he be that good another year? Can that happen again? Is that re- is that something he can replicate? If so. Boom, maybe I'm wrong. But if he takes a step back, it probably hurts the offense a little bit. And then maybe they didn't do enough just yet to get that defense up to par. Remember, they're not good enough to beat the Niners and win the division. They have to go the wild card route, and that always makes it so much more challenging to go on a Super Bowl run, especially in the era now where only one team is getting the bye, and that team also gets home field advantage. That would be my case for the Seahawks for why they're not going to win, but I like that team this
0: year. So that would be my case as well, that Geno Smith goes back to the Geno Smith that we knew for a decade. I mean, a decade, Joe. Like, how long has this been, dude, been doing it in the National Football League and then all of a sudden he looked like that under maybe it's the right system for him. Maybe he just needed to be there and it's the perfect coming together of circumstances and Geno Smith will look like Geno Smith once again in a Seahawks uniform or maybe he looks like the Geno Smith that we saw as a journeyman in the NFL that none of us ever thought was going to pan out as a starter again in the league. So that would be problem number one. Problem number two for this Seattle Seahawks team could be the interior of that O-line, and maybe those things are also related in terms of how successful Geno can actually be. You have some problems there. Phil Haynes, center Evan Brown, those two could end up presenting some problems. It is not the strongest O-line by any means, and so the combination of Geno looking like Geno again, like the Geno of yesteryear again, and that O-line breaking down could end up, of course, having very negative ramifications for the Seattle Seahawks team.
2: A fun team with a lot of potential. They were a blast to watch last year. Gino with the deep shot. You were talking about Herbert earlier. Gino's long ball last year was beautiful. Absolutely a thing of beauty to watch. And they added Jackson Smith Najigba out of Ohio State. He, however, did recently undergo hand surgery. They think he could be ready for week one. But if he's not, you still have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. But if you can add JSN to the mix and play him out of the slot, this is an offense with a ton of firepower.
0: They've got one real formidable opponent there inside that division in the San Francisco 49ers. We know that conference generally in the NFC is pretty wide open. So we will see if the Seattle Seahawks are going to be able to capitalize on their positioning with Geno Smith at the helm once again. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber. Aaron Rodgers, speaking of quarterbacks in the National Football League, he is apparently going to play in the preseason. It's his first preseason game in a half a decade because now that he's in a Jets uniform, he's Mr. Team Guy. So he is going to play in the preseason. We're going to get into it. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio.
1: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
2: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
1: Aaron Rodgers moves up his debut for the New York
3: Jets. There's a young group there. Got to get them reps with that first-team offense. I think it bodes well for Aaron Rodgers to get a little bit of time. It's important for him to play, to bring this offense together in a real football game. It's a preseason game. This is a team that needs offense. They have an outstanding defense, top-five
2: defense, and Aaron Rodgers can be the Aaron Rodgers we saw even last year. 30 touchdown passes, all of a sudden,
1: these guys can score points. They have a chance to win the division.
0: I mean, all right. It's a team that needs offense. Name the team in the NFL that doesn't need offense. Like, everybody needs offense. You know what? Green Bay needed offense all those years that Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing in the preseason for Green Bay. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So, you heard it there. Aaron Rodgers, he's now in New York Jets. So, for the first time in a half a decade, Joe, he is playing in the preseason. Apparently, it's offense. He cares now, Mr. Team Guy.
2: It's surprising to me. I know you and I have talked about this before. It's very surprising. It's not as if the team is going to force him to do this if he doesn't want to. That would make no sense. You don't go out there, do what you need to do to bring a generational quarterback to your team and hopefully put you over the hump just so that you can break his habit of not playing in the preseason and force him into something he doesn't want to do, which means Rodgers has to want to do it. Which means if Rodgers wants to do it, he senses something is off from what he's used to in the past. Maybe it's his age, maybe it's his mobility, maybe it's his chemistry with his teammates. But for him to do this suggests to me more likely that something's off than that something's on and different and he's just ready to go full tilt into this.
0: I just don't get it. I don't get it. I understand it's a new team and a new system, so to speak. But we are talking about a dude who has quite literally done it all in the NFL. And it's not like he's not there. I mean, I understand if we were talking about skipping OTAs again, which we've certainly seen him do in Green Bay and not to do now in New York. That made more sense to me, why you're willing to show up for that, why you Why you are willing yes. to show up for some of the voluntary stuff when you're with a new team and a new organization. But actually playing in the preseason, season I have a hard time believing Joe that actually playing in the preseason not you know joint practices not training camp none of that stuff but actually a real preseason game as opposed to standing on the sidelines and watching Zach Wilson do it I have a hard time believing it really makes that much of a difference now I do think that this has everything to do with how they start the season and him maybe being a little bit nervous about that because if this season started any other way I don't think he's playing in the preseason. If they had some sort of cupcake there week one, you know, week two. But this thing starts off with a vengeance against the Buffalo Bills. And it just keeps going after that. And I think that's why he's making this decision, frankly. Because he's thinking, I need to warm up a little bit before I face that level of competition.
2: He needs to warm up or he needs to get everyone on the same page as him because they're not going to want to come out on Monday night football, lose to the Bills, have everyone talking about that the next day, and then on the short week, turn around and go play the Cowboys in Dallas six days later. That is a potential problem for them. Because then you fire off 0-2. And and on Monday morning, all we're talking about is, well, here's the list of teams to start 0-2 and and go on to win the Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, that week is going to be a tough game. And the following week, those first six involved the chiefs the eagles a road trip to denver the patriots are in there yeah patriots might not be great this year but none of those are layups you don't have houston to open the season you're not going to get a matchup with uh, you know the the upstart chicago bears every team you're going to be playing is going to be coming for you there's a very real possibility they open two and four and go to the bye week and everyone checks out on them doesn't mean they're toast but you open two and four that's going to be a disaster
0: I think what we've just determined is that Aaron Rodgers is a little scared, right? Like, I mean, he seems a little scared. I don't feel like he's out there risking injury in the preseason and bothering to do it unless he's a little bit scared of how that schedule opens up. Here is Aaron Rodgers, the Jets quarterback, on being willing to play in the preseason.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's always that risk-reward. I think over the years it just hasn't made sense based on – a number of different factors but I used to enjoy playing the preseason back in my younger years just to kind of maybe take that first hit or feel the kind of the nerves in the first drive so I look forward to being out there it was not much of a conversation with Robert I think he was a little more nervous I might have said no but I was already leaning towards asking him to play so it was an easy conversation and I'm not sure how long it's going to be but it'll be good to be out there with the guys and obviously there's been some shuffling around some some of our front uh, back in today at practice, it kind of looked uh, the way things were trending the past uh, week or so. So, uh, be nice to be out there with those five. Wow. That was an Aaron Rodgers Watch.
2: I should have smelled that coming. I should have smelled that coming. That one's on me. I had to rush some comment out that probably wasn't even all that great. Just so I could get railroaded like that. Nicely done. It's been a while. Nicely done. um, Salah asked him. So if he gets hurt, all that comes back on Salah. Interesting. You figure (laughs) Salah would look at him and be like, no, 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 no. We appreciate the fact you want to get out here. You're a veteran. You're going to be good for the regular season. You're not that far removed from multiple MVP awards. We got you. If they're both in agreement, I think they both sense something could be wrong offensively right now, or well, sounds, or, or at least just a little off.
0: Right. It sounds like Sala asked him. So yeah. Sala didn't tell him, right? Like Sala goes to Aaron and is like, hey, so, um, hey buddy, you, you thinking you want to play in the preseason or no, you know, like, like he had to have been so scared asking Aaron Rodgers that Why question. Why is he asking it's it's right it's amazing that he's i think i would have just approached it like if you want to at any point get out there do anything you let me know otherwise i'm going to operate under the assumption that we're not going to put you in harm's way there's obvious reasons here that they feel like this is necessary but it's what he just mentioned there with the o-line that would scare the living heck out of me because that jet's o-line has looked Like, it has problems in the preseason. And, oh, by the way, we know that Jets O-line has problems. It is not a healthy O-line. The pieces haven't all been there and available this preseason. And even if they do get back, then you're going to have a continuity problem. And now you're having a quarterback go out in an exhibition game and risk injury. It's the O-line problems that would concern me. On the other hand, it's possible...
2: That Rodgers is going to go out there, play a small handful of plays, and then walk off the field fine. Mm -hmm. And this will all be much ado about nothing. And it will highlight once again how desperate we all are for the games to start. Because I'll be honest, I love these conversations. I would like for the games to start. College football is just a few days away. The pros are right around the corners. We are so close I have spent the entire winter, summer, and spring talking with you about Rodgers, and now it's time to go from the theoretical to the realistic. So I'm very much excited about this. Very much excited about it.
0: It is week zero in college football. We are absolutely desperate to watch real football, and everybody will be tuning in to this preseason game against the Giants to try to see anything from Aaron Rodgers. And you're right. Joke's probably about to be on us because maybe this is actually all about the hard knocks cameras. And really, he's just going to go out there for a drive, right? Like we're going to get... Like he'll go, maybe he'll go out there for like you know a few snaps, and then that's it. If we're hard, maybe just like, one play. Right? One play. That would be
2: hilarious, to be honest with you. If he took one play, handed it off, and then just walked off the field, that would be hilarious. That's what they should do.
0: They should go out. Well, I was thinking like a pass play, but a handoff no. would be even Shotgun, funnier.
2: immediate draw, handoff. No one gets near you. <laughs> run. Get, jog off the field. You are done.
0: We're still going wall-to-wall with it the next day, if that's what he does.
3: Joe and Amber, the podcast. <laughs> ESPN's Adam Schefter
1: is
0: reporting The Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade
1: It's not like they're
2: looking to just unload him And I don't think that they would trade him just to trade him I was trying to piece together teams that have cap space and a lot of picks And I don't know why the Bears came up in my mind I think the irony here is so spectacular That the Colts have just spent half a year Telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money
0: An all-pro running back at just 24 years old may be on the move in the NFL. Amber Wilson, Joe Fortenbaugh, hanging out with you here on Joe and Amber. So is it for real? Are the Colts actually going to part ways with Jonathan Taylor? Let's head to Indianapolis. ESPN Colts reporter Stephen Holder joining us. And Stephen, thanks so much for your time. How serious are the Colts really about trading JT?
3: Look, they are absolutely willing to do it. That is what uh, my sources have emphasized to me. Uh, this isn't some kind of a ploy or or maybe a, you know, a, some kind of strategic move. They, they are willing to deal him, but they're not going to just do it, as you just heard in the intro. They're not going to do it uh, just to get rid of him. They want a very significant return on this, and that's where this gets complicated. But their intention is, if a deal presents itself that they can live with is to actually deal him
2: all right so what is it that they're looking for is it comparable to what the niners gave up for christian mccaffrey last year which was four picks a second third and fourth and then the following year a fifth
3: i think it depends on on how you sort of uh how you sort of uh do the math on these picks and 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 line them up they, they want something that would equate to a first-round pick. And so does that Christian McCaffrey package uh, sort of you know resemble a first-round? Does that translate to a first-round pick? I, I guess depending on how you do the calculations, perhaps. Now, the reality is there may not be that kind of deal out there for them. So, so then it leads us to the other question, which is how much are the Colts willing to negotiate here if the deal presents itself? You have to at least take a look at it. You have a player who doesn't want to be there. He's been very clear about it. Uh, The Colts, meanwhile, have not expressed any intention, certainly not at the moment, of extending him. So that puts the future uh, in in question or their future plans for him in in question. So you have to think they have to at least consider any reasonable deal that comes their way, and then that's where negotiation comes into play.
0: Colts reporter Stephen Holder joining us here on Joe and Amber. Stephen, has Jim Ursay addressed the fact that he kind of took a flamethrower to the running back position in these negotiations with Jonathan Taylor and then now does the about face and he wants a first-round pick in exchange for Jonathan Taylor? Like, Isn't that sort of an awkward situation for the Colts to be in?
3: It definitely suggests a little bit of Uh, inconsistency, I think we could say, to to put it nicely. Uh, Look, they have consistently said that they think Jonathan Taylor is a great player. Now, they have also been very careful to to add a disclaimer to that, which is, yeah, but he was hurt last year and he didn't have a great year. Okay, well, that's true. Uh, I I think Jonathan Taylor's counter argument to that might be, hey, look, I was hurt and I was playing for a really bad team when maybe – I should have just gone ahead and had surgery and, and gone on IR a lot earlier than I did. <laughs> he, he, he was hurt and then returned to the lineup on two separate occasions. So he was in and out three times. And so, you know, that I think is, is part of what has made this difficult to swallow for Jonathan Taylor. Listen, he, he's a big boy. He understands the, the environment that he's in. And it is one where running backs, are not valued the way they used to be. And that's the reality he's dealing with. But that's also why it, I would imagine he felt he had to take this really uh, this really hard stance because that's perhaps what it will take to, to get a running back paid these days.
2: So what if it doesn't end up getting done? There's not a yeah. trade partner, the offer isn't good enough, week one's right around the corner. Does Taylor show up and play, in your opinion?
3: Well, that's the million-dollar question. I think if we had to project the likelihood is yes, because then he's kind of he's kind of out of options, right? I mean, what is the alternative? The alternative is, you know, he's not a free agent. He's not in a, a franchise tag situation where he can maybe control the cards and say sit out or something like that. He can't do that. He would be in violation of his contract. So he's got to show up, and, and then it becomes a matter of are you healthy? What's going on with your ankle? You say there's an issue there, and so it would be sort of put up or shut up with the ankle. And I guess they would have to see whether they would keep him on the pup list or activate him. That deadline, keep in mind, is is next Tuesday. uh, When final rosters are due, they have to, he's on the active PUP list right now. At that point, you have to go on either the reserve PUP list or you got to go on the active roster. Reserve PUP means you're out four weeks minimum.
0: Stephen Holder joining us. Uh, so you said that a deal here very well may not get done because of the Colts asking prices. As well, we have been hearing that the Miami Dolphins are one of those teams that may be entering at least the discussion. Are there any other teams, Stephen, that you're hearing about? Like, are there viable suitors here?
3: The, the identity of the teams has been kept pretty close to the vest by by the parties, but I was told today, and, and continue to be told that, that there was a lot of initial interest that significant initial interest. Now, what I, when I say initial, what I mean is lots of teams are interested in like, Hey, what's it going to take? we we like Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> so that's like the, the first step. That's, that's uh, you know, that's the that's the line. That you you know, the opening line when you're trying to get, you know, the attention of the, the fairer sex, maybe, right? And, but then, what do you do at that point? <laughs> you know, it, that's like asking someone to dance, but, but then you got to actually get out there on the dance floor, and so that's where we are now. Is anyone going to take that bold step and actually engage in, on this in a in a serious way? And that remains to be seen.
2: What complicates this for the Indianapolis offense is that they've got a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback, and that rookie quarterback, while in the eyes of many, has tremendous upside. He's not exactly polished in terms of the passing game based on what we saw at Florida last year. So, I mean, this Taylor situation, how negatively could it impact Anthony Richardson's growth and development since he's already been named the week one starter?
3: Yeah, I've always felt that since Richardson was drafted, I I felt pretty strongly that that this could be a good spot for him, not just because of Shane Steichen, who, who did a great job with Jalen hurts and incorporating those running elements into that Philadelphia offense as their offensive coordinator, but also because of Jonathan Taylor. So if you're, if you're the defense and the, the Colts are using sort of a read option approach, which we think is going to be a big element of their offense. Well, the ball could go to Richardson Richardson could keep it, or he could give it to Taylor in those scenarios. Well, How would you like to have to make that choice as a defense? That's a pretty tough decision. And so I think there will be some opportunities for big plays if they wind up playing together. Uh, The other side of that coin is that the Colts' running back depth is just not very good. So I I think that's a reality that they have to contend with as well. Uh, They don't have a lot of proven uh, talent behind him, and certainly nothing as explosive as as Jonathan Taylor that's his calling card he is a big play big play running back uh, who has has in a couple of seasons led the NFL in big plays
0: Colts reporter Stephen Holder joining us Stephen were you surprised that AR was named the starter after basically a quarter of preseason play
3: (laughs) it was aggressive but I also get why they did it. it maybe the timing was mildly surprising for me. I always thought that it was going that way. I did not anticipate we would hear about it so soon. However, in retrospect, and talking to Shane Sykin and other people, I I understand why they did it. And the reason is he needs as much time to prepare as he can. And the Colts wanted to really dig in and, and make sure he got the majority, the overwhelming majority of the practice reps going forward. And it would have become obvious at that point that he was going to be their starter, so they went ahead and just made it official. And then now they can really dig in and and tailor the offense to Anthony Richardson and the things that he does well. So that's that's where they're at right now. They're making this all about him and giving him every opportunity to be prepared or as prepared as he can be for opening day.
0: ESPN Colts reporter Stephen Holder. Stephen, thanks so much for your time.
3: Hey, you got it anytime.
0: He certainly has the talent, Joe. Anthony Richardson certainly has the talent. I can tell you that as a Gator. We will see, though, if he can put it all together. Uh, He's going to have to figure it out fast now that he is the week one starter there for the Indianapolis Colts and maybe a starter without Jonathan Taylor helping him in the backfield. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, we open up the phone lines to you. This is your turn to weigh into the show. 888-SAY-ESPN, anything we've talked about tonight, bring us your hottest takes, 888 729-3776. We get to your phone calls next.
3: Joe and Amber, the podcast.
0: The phone lines are open here on Joe and Amber. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. We're going to play Caller Roulette in just a moment. Eight eight. 729-3776. Seven two nine three seven seven six. Before we get to your phone calls, though, whatever your hottest take, any reaction to tonight's show, you can check out the podcast if you miss anything on Joe and Amber on the ESPN app. Before we get to your calls, it was the company picnic yesterday. Now, Joe and I did not get to attend. James Steele took off work here in order to go to the company picnic. Which I was not even weird. invited. Did you Uh, even get
2: an invite? No one even mentioned it to me.
0: It's so funny you say that because every year at ESPN, and I've been here since 2019, you've been here even longer than me, Joe, and I've never actually been invited to this thing. So I don't know how you get invited to this thing, but I was up in New York all last week doing first take, and I ended up having to stay over... Anyways, until Monday, because we had a wedding to attend, and somebody mentions to me on Friday, hey, are you going to the company picnic on Monday? And I'm like, "Haha, so, uh-huh. Because this company <laughs> picnic that ESPN throws is like this huge deal. It's out of... It's at a what is it at a amusement, amusement park? park? Yeah, yeah Lake amusement compounds. park. It's like right
2: across the street from campus here.
0: Sure, yes, for everybody so familiar there uh, with Bristol, Connecticut. But yes, it's at an amusement park. There's incredible rides. turn of events right there. Apparently, just incredible the way that an just amazing, went. amazing array <laughs> of food and was. I was just stalling you wearing <laughs> I mean,
2: was. I was very specific. Yeah. I was
0: asking more generalities here, which Rachel provided. Anyways, the point is, heck of a company picnic. I get informed about it on. on on Friday, it was already too late to RSVP. I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going because nobody told me about this thing. So it makes me feel better that Joe wasn't invited. James was invited. Rachel was invited. Rachel has a story about the company picnic.
4: All right. So I was telling James this in between a break, and he just he said it had to wait for on the air. So one of our fellow PA board ops, name shall not be mentioned. It's
2: definitely Nick Carney.
4: It's uh, Nick Carney. All right. I tried. I tried. Rhymes
0: right. with Barty. <laughs> Rhymes
4: with Barty. All right. Didn't come out of my mouth. But we all were doing, you know, the picnic stuff. Decided... I guessed
0: this story was about Nick Carty before she even told this story. I didn't even need to know the story, Joe, to know this thing was about Nick Carty. Keep going, Rachel.
4: All right. So we got on a roller coaster. And it does, you know, the loop-de-loops, backwards, over, flips, all that stuff. And I'm standing off to the side. I've already ridden it. And I hear this big funk, Like, deep th- thunk. And then we're like, okay, what what's going on here? What? Ride finishes. Nick is sitting in the chair, last one to get out of the roller coaster. I go, I bet it was someone's phone. There he is. Another PA said, I bet it was Cardi's phone. And then we see the attendant hand him an empty phone case. There
0: you go. <laughs> so he pulled the the old pro move there of a roller coaster with the phone not secured phone goes flying on the roller coaster hit the
4: roof of the roller coaster like building area wow i mean he could have killed somebody
0: with that phone right (laughs)
4: what what made
2: it fly this was it was a loop it was a loop loop, like you go
4: forward backwards like it spins you around yeah i'm just trying
2: to get context again i was was not invited and i never have been (laughs) It's right in the middle
0: of Again, the Again, we're both salty about not being invited. So
2: sorry for asking a follow-up question as to the context of the roller coaster. I have no previous knowledge of said roller coaster.
0: To be clear, Amber and Joe have never been invited to the company picnic nobody, at the company nobody, nobody that gets Amber and Joe have been at for years.
2: Nobody gets invited. You just sign up for it. It's on the front page of the ESPN site.
0: I'm sorry, there's one, huh? What's uh, yeah, remember she doesn't have access to her email I do not have access to anything I don't even have well, an email it sounds email. like a
2: you problem and not an us problem I,
0: I've, I've questioned whether I'm really an employee to be honest with you I'm not really sure I am I feel like there's some joke going on And you get there, the be checks honest.
2: because if you get the, the checks, checks you're an yes. employee
0: the checks go into my okay. bank account which is really all we care about here but I feel like they're playing fast and loose with the whole employee term with me so was he taking a selfie Rachel and dropped the phone or was the phone it in was his in his back pocket Okay
4: Back pocket, right. sit down roller coaster, gone. all right well the
2: that process on that doesn't this. seem doesn't seem right though. you yeah, should be sitting on it if it's off. in your back pocket. I feel like
4: the moral of the story is be smart and put it in the cubby. That's the whole point of the cubby.
2: Here's the moral of the story, in my opinion. This is my own humble opinion. I've only known this story for less than two minutes, so take it for what it's worth, but you're all a bunch of narcs. How about that? <laughs> you're all a bunch of narcs. It's a company picnic. Everyone goes and hangs out. I hear there's free beers at this thing. Nope. And all of what? you are just, you're you're. this is why famous people when they have parties force you to lock your phones in those little bags mm-hmm. so that they can all have fun and not worry about this going on social media. And here's all of you waiting for someone to make a mistake so you can run back to your radio shows and out them publicly shame on all of you rachel shame on you shame on you Steele. you outed him immediately yes he's a bonehead we are well aware of that we don't need you people narking on him to confirm it
4: hey i tried to keep it anonymous this is all on james
2: full disclosure okay all i wanted was an open for tomorrow did you get it oh yeah this is great yeah
0: snitches you You know what they get
2: it's just do we have phone calls are we playing
0: are we are we playing caller roulette Triple say ESPN. Do you need to fill the final 2
2: minutes of the show? Is that are you out of content for the for the segment?
0: Well, do you want to keep diving into the company picnic here and roller coasters? Is this an amusement park? I'm with the
2: snitching. Is this what we're a part of? Is that what this company stands for? Is snitching on one another at every turn? A phone falls out of a pocket on a roller coaster. You should feel bad for your boy.
0: I mean, is the phone broken? At these companies there are multiple avenues for snitching. In fact, in some ways, it's encouraged. Yeah, it's pretty if much encouraged it, with the what is it, the, the
2: whistleblower laws?
0: Yeah, there's yeah, a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of laws to protect what Rachel's doing, snitching on on Nick Hardy. Hey, I Did I just violate any of those I laws? Like I'd like you to know. I might have in to walk the name this of back. content, she was told to snitch on our board op, Nick yeah. Hardy. Yeah, this is who's <laughs> now is out. Yeah. I would imagine everyone should
2: know this by now. Everything who, is content.
0: Who is now out like a really expensive iPhone, I would imagine. So a sad day for Nick Hardy. Are there any other fun stories? He got his from wallet the-
4: back. So that's that's a solid plus, right? Oh, he dropped his he wallet? His it wallet? Was, well, so it was part of his phone case. Had his like credit cards in there. So he got that back. They just couldn't find the phone. Huh.
3: Yeah. Did you
2: have it low? Do you have a rough idea of where the phone is? If you heard it land on the roof, can't someone just go up on the roof and get it?
4: I guess but like then they have to stop the roller coaster. Like I I feel like most amusement parks have like a day where they go and collect all this stuff that flies off a roller coaster, right?
2: That's is, fair. Yeah, you can't like stop s- the whole party for Cardi.
0: Is this like a sketchy like carnival? No, no, stop, no. This is a legitimate. Stop the
2: party! Amazing. It's Nick Cardi. It's great. There you go. Ooh. There's there it is. Ooh. If he's ever going to run for office, there's his tagline: "Start the party." Oh, no. It's Nick Cardi.
0: <laughs> no, we need to encourage that <laughs> level of behavior i think he will be on this show tomorrow with us as our board op tomorrow so i am looking forward to that that's why james wants the open to go ahead and embarrass nick tomorrow when he's board opping on the show tomorrow is this like a very legit amusement park here rachel or yeah, is this no, like this some is- carnival rides that they put up for the espn uh Company picnic. No, Rachel, it's Rachel, 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 yes.
2: Rachel. Before you answer, just think about who you're dealing with, and think about what you, one James, minute, and me, and the rest of the world thinks is normal, and then think what she thinks is normal. Is
4: no, this the, Amber the,
0: Wilson level? Amusement. This is not
4: Amber Wilson. This is like you, you hang out. It's the it's North America's longest running amusement park.
0: Okay, so it's yeah, a that's real not going to work for park.
2: her. She needs a roller coaster that goes under the ocean, past the Great Barrier Reef.
0: Through we have the one sharks. that goes around the
4: mountain. Does that count?
0: I don't really cool. do nice wooden roller coasters. Coaster. Oh, God, no. Ro- wooden coasters I absolutely loathe. Mm. You vibrate on wooden coasters. They're awful. You get tossed around and, oh, no. no, no maybe, I'm just too little for roller coasters. Maybe next year's company
2: party could be held at a, a local library or perhaps a, no, a I, coffee I'll shop. I'll
0: do a roller coaster. It just needs to be like a real roller coaster where your like feet and legs dangle. Those are the best.
2: Oh, those. Okay. Yeah. Now, now we're cooking. You know? Yeah, now we're like cooking. that.
1: This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or
3: on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.